Y'all going to be ready in season and out of season. That's what this is all about. That revelation is going to flow out of you anytime the Lord wants to use you. So I'm going to recap a minute on the teachings. What was the first teaching? First, returning to first love and building on that relationship. The second teaching was confirming the calling, understanding the fivefold, and how does the fivefold ministry work. So you see how these teachings are building. You don't have to remember what I'm saying. Number three, making the transition from the pastoral congregation to an apostle congregation from an old wineskin church to a new wineskin church. And the marks of an apostle in today's teaching is what is an apostolic center? What is the apostolic shift? And what is the aligning with the apostolic team in its process? So I'm going to be teaching on that tonight. But first I want to put up the four signs of a kingdom minister. That's what I'm looking for. Somebody says they're a kingdom minister. Uh, there's four signs I'm going to be looking for. Go ahead and put those up, Tom. They are worshipers, hands raised, surrendered to audible praise and intimate worship. Isn't that beautiful? The Lord said, surrendered. I want to see hands high in this when we go into worship for God. I know a lot of us can't hold our hands up for very long, but we need to get them up. Let the Lord know that we have surrendered to him. In audible praise and intimate worship. Number two, they are fear-free, anger-free, and perversion-free. Those are the three things that have poisoned and infected the body of Christ. is fear, anger, and perversion. So I want to see that free from our people. Number three, they cast out demons. They heal the sick, heal the sick, and they are carriers of signs, wonders, and miracles. You're carrying that. It is in your bosom, ready to be released. Go back to number two. They are fear-free, anger-free, and perversion-free. And perversion uh, is not necessarily sex and sexually immoral. Your mind can be perverted in different areas of thinking. Um, So perversion-free. Let's go to the three again. They cast out demons, heal the sick, carriers of signs, wonders, and miracles. See, if you just believe this is in you, because it is, God will use you according to your belief. When the Lord sends me out to cast out a demon, I believe that I can cast out that demon. My head might be telling me something different, but my belief system that God put in me, that faith that came at hearing the word of God, It's what I'm depending on to drive out a demon. These are the signs I'm looking for in a kingdom minister. When they say they're a kingdom apostolic minister. This is what I want to see. Four signs of kingdom ministry. What was the fourth one? Marketplace minister. Uh, Because revelation has to settle in. It's got to settle in. That's how you know it. You got it. But kingdom ministers have to know deception and they have to know they're being deceived. See? You have to know that you're being deceived. You have to know deception. All right? I'm looking for that and before ordination of how easily the ones that are getting ordained can be easily deceived. 
you shouldn't be easily deceived. You should know deception by now. You might want to write this down. The measure of your success, this is not on the screen, this is a revelation the Lord gave. The measure of your success is your ability to raise up a generation of saints who minister better than you. That's the measure of your success in ministry. That keeps everybody humble. It's your ability to raise up a generation of saints, to raise up your own disciples that can minister better than you. And the rise of the saints, the rise of the saints is your ministry calling. That is the call of a kingdom ministry is the rising of the saints. Is your ministry call? All right, on the screen, what is an apostolic center? It's a place to gather the scattered sheep, a teaching and training center, a fivefold hub, a place to gather the sheep, scattered sheep, the sheep get scattered, and it's a place that they can be gathered back in, be taught and trained. Apostolic Center is a fivefold hub, a place where kingdom display and performance can occur. A place where kingdom display and performance can occur. Like you saw Saturday night, there was a kingdom, last two Saturday nights, there was a kingdom display. That means a kingdom rule is taking place. And a performance of that kingdom by what Jesus did. He drove out demons. He healed the sick. He made minds whole. So that is a brief description of an apostolic center. Now let's look at the apostolic shift because the shift takes place. It normally takes five years to make the change from a pastoral church to an apostle church. And why is that? Why does it take? And that's why I said it takes up to five years by five years they ought to have it down by five years but it's it's it it depends on how quick the saints and the leaders obey the revelation the church can move quickly in the transition and in that obedience they can avoid a lot of pain a lot of frustration a lot of torment a lot of delays um, so it takes up to five years to go through the transition. The apostolic shift is shifting you, shifting from your pastor being your leader as an apostle, or from your pastor being your leader to an apostle being your leader. Remember, the pastor is just nurturing and protecting the truth that's in you and taking care of the body. Uh, but your apostle is said in the church first to lead, to make decisions. Some people don't understand when they ask an apostle to be their leader. I've had people say, can you be my leader? They don't understand what they're saying because they don't understand they, ha they have to give up their ways of doing things. And Carl and Mamie was a prime example. I told them they had to just give up their ministry. They had to give up everything. Because everything is new coming from an apostle. It's a new new way, a new shift. Everything is new. Same truth that Jesus spoke. 
So if they don't give up their ways of doing things, the transition will be difficult for them. Y'all got that? Let's move to the next one. We cannot fulfill God's purpose without an apostle. And if we move too fast, you say, hey, can you back up a little bit or do it? We cannot fulfill God's purpose without an apostle. Why is that? Apostles, I was reading about Jesus and uh, and when he was, he came to near the the man that was living in the graveyard and the man that was full of demons came out and met Jesus. So that tells me the closer Jesus got to that area, it stirred up the demons. So an apostolic ministry, an apostle is going to stir up some demons. That's why you see demons come out. Because they're being stirred up, they're being tormented. And the man that had the legion of demons, he said, "Don't why have you come to torment me? When you see demons coming out, they're tormented by the presence of Jesus. And they want to leave the temple that they're in because of the torment. Even though they are tormentors, they don't like to be tormented. And most tormentors don't like to be tormented. They like to torment, they don't torment. They don't like to be tormented. The process of change stirs up demons we never knew we had. The process of the apostolic change stirs up demons we never knew we had. Isn't that amazing? They just hide. They like to hide and destroy in the darkness of our souls and our bodily organs before they're found out. So if you haven't changed, you haven't met an apostle. That's a sign right there to discern the false from the true. If you haven't changed, you haven't met an apostle. Because you can't be in this place for a year and not change. Amen. And if you don't change, you're just in disobedience and in and out, in and out, in and out. Miserable. But you're going to change in an apostolic ministry. So apostles just know how things should be. There's a knowing how things should go and how things should be. This is how apostles operate. It's a gift. They just know. We don't know how it comes, when it comes, but there's a knowing that comes to do this or do that. And it's always right. It's always the right move. And I look at my life the last 20-something years and not knowing that that knowing that was operating in me to make accurate decisions in business and right decisions in doing this was the gift of that apostolic office actually working through me. And I had no idea that's what it was. But it will it will bring you into the right decisions. Knowing God's way is key to tra- a transition. That's why you need apostles who know, because knowing God's way is a key to making this this transition from a pastoral church to a to an apostolic church. You know, I find this a lot. I, I find where pastors will call themselves pastors, but they're really teachers or vice versa. So that's one thing you'll find in an apostolic function. They they know who's a pastor. They know who's a teacher. They know who's an evangelist. It's a knowing. And that's what 
what this office is, is anointed to do is to bring the order back to God. There's an order that has to be brought back to God. So the church can oper operate in power and demonstration. Sometimes we are occupying someone else's office. Isn't that amazing how we can name ourselves a pastor because we, we have compassion? But that's an evangelist. They have compassion. They, 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 they have mercy. And they set themselves up in an office to be a pastor. And it doesn't work for them. They get wore out. And they should be evangelized. Because they work close together, the pastor and the evangelist, because the evangelist loves to be around people. But they, they hate to nurture the people. They get irritated. They get into too much nurturing. They want to love and be loved and bring the people into the kingdom. And that's what they're called to do. And then they pass them on to the pastor to nurture them in that new kingdom that they just experienced. So if we don't, if we, if we do what God called us to do, He will raise up the one whose office we tried to fulfill. Does that make sense? If we, if we do what we're called to do, if we're in the wrong type of ministry, wrong type of office, if we do what we're called to do, God will raise up the one that's supposed to be in that office. It's His work. The ministry of an apostle is just to get things back in order and give instruction. All right, let's look at the screen. Churches will explode in individual growth when the fivefold operating when the fivefold is operating effectively. Now we're not talking about numbers of people. We're talking about growth individually. Growth individually. Cleanup will happen before true transition. That's one you might want to write down because I might be on a test. Cleanup will happen before true transition. Cleanup will happen before true transition. And transition will happen before growth. Transition will happen before growth. I love the way the Lord laid that out this morning. And growth will happen before glory. Growth will happen before glory. All right, I'm going to say them. I'm going to say them again. Cleanup will happen before true transition happens. Transition will happen before growth happens in Christ. Growth will happen before glory comes on your life. That is the true order of an apostolic church rising up. Everybody got that? Look at the screen transitioning to an apostolic church rather than an elder-led church. I think that's what we've all been used to is an elder-led church. And the difference is apostles make the decisions for the church. Why? Because they know. They know. Transitioning to, to an apostolic church rather than an elder-led church. Apostles make the decisions for the church because what? They know. They, there's a knowing to make the right decision. An elder-led church 
could not make a decision until all the elders come into agreement. Man, I used to hate those meetings. When I was an elder in the church, we would labor till midnight trying to get everybody to agree on what color carpet was going down in the sanctuary. Exhausting. Drain when you left. The elders aren't supposed to be making decisions. The leader makes the decision. And I always said, why isn't the pastor making these decisions? Because he was supposed to be the leader. Not knowing that he was not the leader either. He was the pastor. Your apostle makes decisions. Then, the, then there, was a, there was no grace on these decisions. So we had to, listen to this, work it to make it work. In that elder-based environment, we had to work it. Once the decision was made, we had to work it to make it work. Then we were double wore out by the time the carpet got laid. Then everybody argued about the carpet color. <laughs> but when an apostle makes the decision, it's amazing. Everybody's on board. Everybody just flows with it. It's that grace that God has given that office. So let's look at the screen. Uh, apostles see from different perspectives and can set things in order to avoid a mess. Apostles see from a different perspective. We experienced that week on one of our homes that the surveyor went out and said it was in the wrong place. And this perspective rose up in me. I said, get that surveyor to go out there because something's wrong with his instrument. And sure enough, he was wrong. But the builder would have carried on and just moved the house. And uh, there was a knowing that something was wrong. Sometimes you may feel you are right and the apostle is wrong. That happens all the time in this ministry. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't let me know, but they probably let Lee know or somebody else know. <laughs> Why did he make that decision? That's not going to work. This is a root problem of fearing of authority. We're finding this more and more coming out of the church. This is a root problem of the fear of authority. When you feel like the leader has made the wrong decision. Most of the church has been abused by authority, either by false leaders or leaders in the wrong office that aren't false. They've just been deceived and gotten in the wrong function. Apostles are the authority in establishing and building the church. That's what you've got to remember. It's simple. God put them first to establish, first to start building, setting the order. And you know when a true apostle makes a decision, there's going to be conflict. There'll be conflict in somebody's mind because that that religion is in opposition to the apostolic. And that's how that's usually my sign that God called the decision. That we were right when the conflict starts. Know that the conflict will rise before the shift takes place. Write that one down. Know that the conflict will arise before a shift takes place sometimes when we do the do what seems right it, it ends up in a mess 
But the Bible says man sees things right in his own eyes. So without order and instruction, man will be in error on his own. He's got to have a leader over him. Without order and instruction coming from a leader over you, you're going to be out of order. And something's going to end up in a mess. And that's going to be the biggest struggle in making transitions from church to apostolic because there's been so many people damaged by leader, leadership. Is making the wrong decisions or just abusing people by controlling them. All right, we need to let go of our need to control and receive the blessing of a true apostle. I love how, how the Lord worked through Cornelius because most church people won't sow into a leader because of either abuse or they have enough. But he heard from the Lord. He sowed into me. And the Lord spoke immediately after he had left his hands. He said he'll have a blessing by the end of the week. So that amount of money that he sowed was more than a, it was a thousandfold return by the end of the week. But you can't do it unless God tells you to do it. Don't do it out of works because it'll mess up you and it'll mess up me too. You got to hear from the Holy Spirit. And that you don't see attorneys wiping out a $7,000 bill. That was a miracle for him. So submit to the Lord and know he is able to watch over his church and work through his apostle. You have to submit to the Lord in every decision. And you have to trust that the Lord is able to watch over his church and work through his apostle. Many churches today have the need to control and it actually rules them. And the reason for that control is either some past abuse or pride or ambition being just misdirected. So they have to control the people. All right, let's look at the screen. Important keys for the success, for the successful transition into an apostolic church are relinquishing control and trusting the apostolic gift to set God's order for the church. Important keys for the successful transition into an apostolic church are relinquishing, right, relinquishing, <laughs> relinquishing control and trusting the apostolic gift to set God's order for the church. Thank you, Todd. Everybody got it? All right. Aligning with an apostolic center is very important. Every apostolic center is different. Every apostolic center is different. Each one has its own focus and call from God, which is okay as long as they know what that call is and they're focused on that call. And as long as a true apostle is leading it, and a true fivefold is developed or being developed. That is a true alignment. The apostle is leading the center. 
the apostolic center. And a true fivefold is developed or being developed in the place. All right. Aligning with an apostolic center involves building a relationship. So we're talking about people. We're talking about churches. Building a relationship. I love how the Holy Spirit builds a ministry. I've just seen him do it here and start building relationships with other churches and how Dr. Lee came, came in and Pastor Page and how he's working and and um, Pastor Roberson, how he's working these relationships. He's building that relationship. He's building trust. Pastors want to see fruit. They want to see integrity. They want to see love. So aligning with an apostolic center involves relationship. We do not demand that churches give us money. Number one, aligning with an apostolic center, we move past that. Okay, I gave you two things on that. That was every apostolic center is different. Each one has its own focus and call. Things to remember about an apostolic center. And then we went to another heading. Aligning with an apostolic center involves building a relationship and the important thing to remember here is a true apostolic center will not demand money from a church to bring their team into that church. They're free of charging the church for the team coming in. There's no, there are no, no obligation to sow into the team unless the Holy Spirit leads them to do so. This must be spirit-led, spirit-surrendered, to be aligned in his order. And when I had let our pastors know that, man, they just lit up because they want us to come into their church. But when you start sowing into other ministries, you don't, you don't realize how big of a chunk of money that comes out of their budget, and then the pastor doesn't get paid that week in these small churches. So it's hard them to bring people in so God blesses apostles so that they can bring the team out at no charge to the people it's a blessing a blessing we don't demand that churches file monthly monthly reports with us we don't get, want to get bogged down in in churches keeping us updated with what is going on my relationship with the pastor is enough to find out what's going on where he needs help. And we don't control the church or make the church do change their ways of doing things. We're coming in with love. We're coming in with the presence of God. We don't want to come in and beat them up and say you, the do's and don'ts. You can't do this anymore. You can't do that anymore. They got to feel the love, they got to feel the presence of God come into that assembly. And the love will drive out the spirits that's hindering their growth. All right? That's under that heading. Let's look at another heading. We do, we do want to get to know the church and give them opportunity to freely receive the resources God has given us. So we have our disciple binders, we have all these pamphlets, we have all these visions, 
everything God has given us to have an inventory of them to give freely to the churches for training them. They can train their people. The faith leaders can train their people, train the sheep through what God has given us freely. Because our mindset has to be, our mindset has to be to see the kingdom of God move forward. If we will have this kind of mindset, God will be faithful to meeting the needs of the apostolic center. There will always be enough resources, finances, people to accomplish our goal in moving the kingdom of God forward in the earth. All right? Let's look on the screen. If the churches choose to align with an apostolic with the Kingdom Life Apostolic Center. Here's what the process looks like. Okay? Step one. And we're going to have this on our website. Where they can just go on and look look at the process. So step one. Go back. Yeah, let them write down the heading. If the churches choose to align with Kingdom Life Apostolic Center. Here's what the process looks like. I love it how the Lord gives us at the end of every year what to do in next year. Yeah, he, he gives us an order. Everybody got it? So step one. And and this, step one, tip two, three, this won't be on your test. So you don't have to take notes. I just want you to know what's going on with, with Kingdom Life next year and how we're connecting with the churches to connect with us. Step one would be go to your go to our website and click on contact us and send an email or call what your request is. Step two. There are several ways to connect depending on your needs and type of ministry. A individuals or couples can connect as apostolic aligned. Individuals or couples can connect as apostolic Align. Go back, Todd. Yeah, go ahead and write that down. There are several ways to connect. To connect depending on your needs and type of ministry you're wanting. Got it. All right. A. Individuals or couples can connect as apostolic align. B. House churches can connect as a house of Zion. And that's what we're moving into with Kingdom Life next year is house churches. And we're going to set up Sheila as our model of how that's going to be set up and operated. House churches can connect as a house of Zion. See? Churches of more than 50 members can connect as a church of Zion. So there's movement next year. God's putting us in a in a season of movement. D, officially incorporated ministry with a 501c3 can connect as a ministry of Zion. There's a lot of 501c3 ministers out there that are individuals and um, that may want to connect as a ministry of Zion. I love the last one. Businesses who wish to be apostolically connected can sign on as a business of Zion. 
I like that. So those are the ways that the process looks like to, to uh, connect to an apostolic center. Connecting will put them in contact with someone in our fivefold ministry team by them connecting, depending on the area of their need. That's why it's important for them to go to the website first, contact us, let us know your need, and then we'll take that and kind of sift it out and direct it to where who should be giving them the attention they need. Step three, when they request to be aligned, they will receive a brief questionnaire, which we have to put together before the end of the year, designed to give us some brief information about them. So I need my teachers to start working on that. It can be five little things, just something brief about them. Tell us about you. And A would be when they return. Go back. Okay, let's look at A. When they return the completed questionnaire, they are officially aligned. Where the, where the relationship goes from there is up to them. Some will choose to develop a very close relationship. Others will not. It will be a distant relationship, but they'll be connected. They want to be connected. I'm glad we just sitting in these conferences because, you know, the future administrator needs to know all these things. Full-time, by the way. Full-time administrator. I just put it out there, Lord. You'll be happy. Okay? Y'all get all that? Here are a few of the ways that, that, that they can develop a closer relationship with us. One, contact us. Two, can be commissioned. Three. When I say commission, if you are uh, the uh, if you are the leader of a church, house church, or a business, or a church, or a ministry, you can have the option of being officially commissioned or nation under that apostolic. You can visit our website. Number four, you can sign up to receive regular emails. Five, you can join us on the web. Six. Your group can join in with other gatherings by web, web webcast. And what we're changing a little bit for next year um, is we're going to have three gatherings a year. The worship and prophetic gathering with other churches. Come in, worship with us, and then let the gifts operate effectively. If the gifts aren't operating, we're not completing the building process of the saints. Those gifts, those nine gifts have to be in operation. Number seven, you can purchase material CDs on the website. And this is a great way to increase their vision and their faith by listening to the teacher. Number nine, you, you can request a team into the church your church number 10 you're encouraged to give i like i love this because when the lord had me write this down he said encourage they're encouraged to give based on the value of what they have freely received and we find that those who do this are greatly blessed when they give according to the value that they freely receive um chris 
Could you grab the uh, wheel of grace? Oh, there it is. I'm sorry. I didn't think it was out here. We can just leave it up. Um, if you can see it with the with the uh, with the live stream. Let's look at this. Look on the screen a minute. The apostolic spirit, and this is this is what we really have to have to understand is the apostolic spirit is the driving force of the church because that might be on your test what is the driving force of the church an apostolic church is the apostolic spirit so when you look at the wheel of grace when the wheel is not turning there's no movement you see I love what the Lord has done here. He gave me these visions back in when 2006, and now He's showing me with this teaching. If this wheel's not turning, there's no movement in the in the body. And you see the arrows how this wheel has to turn. The direction and movement of the church is determined by the spirit of the church. The direction and movement of the church is determined by the spirit of the church. You know, you go into some churches, there's a lot of, there's, an, there's a prophetic spirit operating, but they're not growing. You can't grow from prophecy. Prophecy is supposed to do what? Edify you. Confirm, edify. So the direction and movement of the church is determined by the spirit of the church. The condition of the spirit Will, be, will determine the mobility of the wheel. The condition of the Spirit working is going to de- determine the mobility of the wheel of grace. The condition of the Spirit is going to determine how this wheel is going to move for God in the awareness of grace in operation. When you're not aware of grace and how it operates, you'll miss it. You'll miss it. You, it'll go right by you. When I say by spirit, let's look at the screen. I mean passion, drive, zeal, energy, and excitement. Passion, drive, energy, and excitement. So the condition of the spirit will determine the mobility of the wheel. So the condition of passion, of drive, of zeal, energy, and excitement is going to determine the mobility of this wheel turning. The spirit is that which motivates, drives, compels, and moves to action. It is the Spirit doing the work. The Holy Spirit is doing this work. Man's Spirit is not doing this work. It is the Holy Spirit, the apostolic Spirit. The Holy Spirit is an apostolic Spirit. And you might ask, why would I say that? Why am I saying that the Holy Spirit is an apostolic Spirit? What does apostolic mean? Sent one. So Jesus, or the Father, did what? Sent the Holy Spirit into us. So it's an apostolic spirit. Motivates, drives, compels, and moves to action. Moves to action. I love what the Lord said here. The Spirit stirs up and gives fuel to dreams, visions, and goals. The apostolic spirit. I know a lot of people that come in this ministry never dreamed or had visions before. 
But when they came in contact with the apostolic spirit, it fuels dreams and visions and goals for the church. All right. Do y'all get that? I need to repeat it. All right. Let's look at the screen. Tired, frustrated, discouraged, lazy believers are lacking the necessary spirit apostle that moves the church. The apostolic spirit is going to move the church. And I've seen some tired, frustrated, usually when the people come in here for the first time, they're tired, they're frustrated, they become lazy because they're lacking the apostolic spirit in their life. Our spiritual lives depend on movement. Our spiritual life depends on movement. We have to be moving constantly. That's why Jesus said, put your hand to the plow and keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Our spiritual lives depend on movement. Our spiritual lives depend on movement. And you cannot be in a movement of the kingdom without the apostolic spirit. And the apostolic spirit works through your apostle function. He is not the apostolic spirit. He is the function for that spirit to work through. One of the, one of the important ingredients of motivated believers is an apostolic spirit. That's going to be an important ingredient to a motivated believer is having the apostolic spirit. The kingdom of God shouldn't be boring. It should be exciting. I was so excited last Saturday night and Saturday night before that. That's movement. That's an apostolic spirit in operation. Working with apostolic intercessors. Amen. Praise God for the intercessors. That would have never happened if it wasn't for the intercessors. All right, let's look at the screen. When people have an apostolic spirit, they are driven to execute and carry out the purposes of God. It's a constant urge, and a driving force, a constant nudging that's working inside of you to execute and carry out God's purpose on this earth. I don't know about y'all, but life here is short. And when I meet the master, I want to hear him say, hey, you did well with the apostolic spirit. Movement. Movement. Yes. Yes. Repeat that because y'all stay on. Stay with me with these microphones. You're talking about the the person, the leader who has the apostolic order. Function. Function. Yeah. Moving in the apostolic function. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then you're referring to the individual who are a part of that to move, also move in an apostolic Spirit. Spirit. Yes. Okay. Yes. When you come in the order and the alignment of an apostolic ministry, in other words, you're coming up under the leadership of an apostle, well, by association, the apostolic spirit comes on you. Okay. True. It just comes on you. Um, and laying on of hands and then ordination comes at another level. You get ordained, that apostolic just kicks in high gear when you're totally surrendered to it. Um, but yes, by association, everything that God is working through me comes on the people around me. Aaron. Yes, just like Aaron. 
that they are going to be driven to fulfill God's great commission. They have a zeal for the Lord. They are concerned with finishing their race. Shouldn't you be concerned with finishing your race? We need to be concerned with that. The modern-day apostles are fueling this movement. They're fueling this movement. Modern-day apostles are fueling it. All right, let's look at the screen. The revelation of the apostolic ministry is coming from heaven into the earth. That's why when you come into apostolic ministry, everything should be new. Everything should be fresh. Oh, I hadn't heard that before. Um, Everything's new. It's fresh. It's coming from heaven into the earth through the apostles' function. And this is causing a new driving force to hit the church. The driving force that hits the church. The result of the restored apostolic ministry, this is the result of the restored apostolic ministry. You might want to remember this one. Here's the result of kingdom life. Is the release of an apostolic company of believers of an apostolic company of believers the result of the restored apostolic ministry ministry is a release of an apostolic company of believers for the movement then there's the movement all right because that's important the result of the restored apostolic ministry is a release of an apostolic company of believers. Everybody goes out as a team. Okay? All right, let's look at the screen. Antioch churches are spiritual hubs. We are an Antioch church. We are an Antioch ministry. They are spiritual hubs. A hub is a center of activity. A hub is a center of activity the activity that comes from heaven coming into the earth the hub is a center of activity you see the wheel of grace there's a lot of activity going on in that vision wheels rotate around a hub so you look at how these wheels these circles are rotating around the hub itself. Put that on the screen so the ones on the live stream can see it. The wheel. Yes, wheels rotate around a hub. Apostolic churches become pivotal places of divine activity because there's a divine apostolic spirit working. Apostolic churches become pivotal places of divine activity. And what does that mean? What does divine activity mean? It means there are places of movement and action happening. You're not coming into a dead church, falling asleep. There's excitement, there's movement happening, there's action. You never know what's going to break out and happen. It's a divine activity. All right? Apostolic times are seasons of transition. That's what you see on this wheel. These are apostolic times, seasons 
of transition happening, movement. Apostolic or apostolic churches. Where's my notes at? What did I just say? Oh, apostolic times are seasons of transition. So that will of grace is really the hub. That's what the life center is designed around. It is the hub. It's an apostolic center with movement happening constantly. No. Yeah, you won't need need that. All right, let's look at the screen. Every movement within church helps it to progress and advance. That's already on the screen. So progress means this. Let's look at this, the meaning of progress. Furtherance, breakthrough, and improvement. So every movement within the church helps us to progress and advance. That means you're going to have breakthrough. You're going to have improvement. You're going to have furtherance into the kingdom. Every movement within the church helps helps it to progress and advance. So we're going into a new movement for 2016 and church is going to progress into another advancement. Within each movement, there is a corresponding breakthrough. That's what I love about this vision. Within each movement, there's a corresponding breakthrough. So when you see the rotation of the wheel, there's a corresponding breakthrough when you when you get saved, there's a corresponding breakthrough when you go through suffering and and go and 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 don't stay in it. You go through the suffering. There's a core bre- corresponding breakthrough when you're being perfected, and it just goes on and on around the wheel. In order for the church to continue breaking through, the wheels within the wheel of the church must move. There's got to be movement, and everybody's going to be in a different season. That's why the leaders of Kingdom Life are very aware of what Chris is going through, what his season is, what Sheila's, what your season, what your season is. We're very aware. You may not think we're aware, but we're very aware of what's going on with the people. Um, in order for the church to continue breaking through, the wheels within the wheel of the church must move. The one before that is probably the one you're referring to. Within, a, within each movement, there is a corresponding breakthrough. The wheels within the wheel of the church must move. So the wheel within the wheel, here's the, here's the hub of the wheel, but there's a wheel within the wheel. And they're all working together for a corresponding breakthrough in your life. So we are ministers of what? Movement. We are ministers of movement. We can't stay stagnant. We have to keep moving. We have to keep changing into his glory and his image. All right, we're almost finished. Bringing in apostolic teams into a church. Apostolic teams help upgrade the revelation of the local church. Write that down. Apostolic teams help upgrade. We're not coming to change their revelation because... If they are truly a a rebirth church, born again church, we're not coming to change that. We're coming to build on what they've already received from Christ. We're gonna we're coming to build the revelation that they already have. And we got to keep in mind, revelation is a spirit, and those who have revelation can impart it for change. This, this, the revelation is a spirit. 
and those who have it can impart it to the church for change. If you don't have revelation, you're not going to change anybody. You've got to have the Spirit. And that, and that are the two of the tools of an apostle or what? Or the two tools of an apostle? Spirit of revelation, Spirit of wisdom. Those are the two tools of an apostle. So that's why the spirit of revelation comes on you when you come in here. I've just seen Lee's teaching and some of the others who are teaching how the spirit of revelation is working through them to build on what was already planted. An apostolic team is a group of fivefold ministers led by an apostle. We already know that. The fivefold ministry team led by an apostle. That team's coming into the churches. They help the church break through into new realms of spiritual power and revelation. That's the key is to help them break through into new realms of spiritual power and revelation. Help them break through into new realms of spiritual power and revelation. And to God be the glory. Yes, ma'am. The last one. They help the church break through into new realms of spiritual power and revelation. We've seen that in... in um, the Hinesville Church, how they broke through and the glory came in the church. That's our goal, is to get the glory in the church. Did you get it, Sheila? Um, all right, let's look at the screen. We define building apostolically as the grace and ability to root out, pull down, destroy, throw down, build, and plant. So if somebody asks you, how do you build apostolically? This is how you do it. In other words, uh, this team has the authority to pull down strongholds of darkness and raise up the saints. Pull down what's holding them back and raise up the saints for the work of ministry. Build up the saints for the work of ministry. Everybody got it? Let's go to the next screen. This is the final for tonight. Kingdom life vision order. Number one, establish fivefold office. That's our order here. You know, everybody's every member said every apostolic center has a different call and a different focus. This is our call. This is our focus. These fivefold offices are justified by his blood. I love the way the Lord put this down. Sanctified by his grace and glorified by his presence. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Establish the fivefold offices. Those offices and the person in the office are justified by his blood, sanctified by his grace, and glorified by his presence. That's an effective office in operation. Most of these offices have not been sanctified yet. They've been justified by his grace, by his blood, but never got sanctified. So the glory comes. That's what I see on Carl. The glory is on Carl. You see how effective sanctification is when it's done the right way. If you follow the order that the Lord gave us here, your life will change and you'll experience a love that you never experienced before. All right, everybody got that one? Let's look at the next one. The handicapped, controlled, bitter, unforgiving bride is drawn to an apostolic center like this, by the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. When they come in the door, they are drawn by the Spirit. No devil is going to bring them in this place. 
In fact, they'll war trying to get here. The handicapped, controlled, bitter, unforgiving bride is drawn by the Holy Spirit to the fivefold apostolic center for, and here's the order. Keep this order down. This is going to go back to the last one. To the fivefold apostolic center. All right, you got it? Now, this is the order. When the bride comes in all messed up, she's got to get delivered first. She's got to either get delivered from wrong mindsets, wrong teaching, delivered from demons that are associated with those false teachings. There's deliverance that's got to happen. Then reconciliation happens. You can't reconcile people back to God until they've been delivered from the God that they were serving. Then they're reconciled back to man. All the relationships start coming together. Then God starts revealing the plan he has for them and the promises of God that are associated with that plan. It's important to know the plan God has for you because there's certain promises associated with that plan and making it work. Then you can go into restoration. Things are getting restored. And then restitution is the one I love. That's when God just brings back double what you lost. That's what restitution means. God brings back double what was lost. So out of this process, we identify another fivefold office. During this process, the Lord will show me who's, who else is in these offices. Everybody got it? Number three. We are to take the message into the churches, devoting time to teach, train, and strengthen these churches. I hope this is going to be in our and my generation where I saw that jet, that plane that the Lord showed me in that vision and, and the train of people walking up to it. And I was talking to the Lord in my dream. I said, where are those people going? And who are those people? He said, that's my apostolic team going out to rescue my bride. Wouldn't that be exciting? That's going to be the joy of your life right there. Just to be together as a family, an apostolic team going out. And God will open those doors. All we have to do is keep moving towards the vision. Keep the movement going. All right, number four. House churches are started in 2016 at Kingdom Life. Teach, train, and equip for a marketplace ministry. Your house churches are going to be for marketplace ministries. These house churches will be not will not be set up to identify fivefold offices because you're getting your neighbors in. You're, you know, every if they're Christians, everybody's a minister, but they're not a, they're not a fivefold ministry. It may not be a fivefold ministry. They'll have to come into the apostolic center they feel that nudging or see any kind of that fruit going on so it can be identified. But I want you to be thinking about if God's nudging on you or tugging on you to start a little house church, a church of Zion, a house of Zion church, because that's how they did it in the book of Acts. And now they did, and when the church got busted up in the book of Acts, they were scattered. And there was more healing and deliverance and everything happening out of that scattering. And the devil thought they were going to just be destroyed. Well, they rose up under the apostolic power and started doing everything that the apostles were doing. And notice the apostles didn't go with them. They stayed there because that's what they're supposed to do. 
They're the hub. They're the center. That's what these house churches are going to do. They're going to equip the saints for signs, wonders, and miracles. You're going to see people healed in your house. You're going to see miracles happening in your house. Wouldn't that be exciting? Well, the anointing is flowing for that next year. The Lord has released that to go into next year. And um, that's exciting. Number five, the last one. Kingdom life gathering three times a year for corporate worship and giftings in operation. That's, that's what's going to happen with kingdom life in 2016. The Kingdom Life Vision Order for 2016. So the ones who are getting ordained have to know what the order is for next year because you're going to be part of that order. And the movement of that order, we've got to keep moving as God is moving and prompting us to do certain things. All right. Um, who's good with the final exam for being next Tuesday? <laughs> So he's going to be too busy. We don't have to do it next Tuesday. I just want to do it uh, before Christmas. Because people get so busy with family. 22nd or the 23rd. Yeah. No. I'm not, I'm not teaching. I'm just going to do the test. Yes. Um, yeah, these tests will be ready tomorrow. <laughs> I will use the test question. Yeah. Well, I'm going to... It's, it's going to be in the family of the same wording, put it that way. I'm not going to have, what are the characteristics of a kingdom? Yeah, there you go. Something like that. I'm going to twist it a little bit, but it's going to say the same thing. i got to get you thinking. Um. I thought I thought the 29th would be a good time because it gets you past Christmas, and it gives you a couple of days to be thinking about it. You're gonna be out of town, so we're gonna stick with Tuesday. And that'll be good. You can do, but somebody's got to be sitting with them. Okay, you're trustworthy. No notes. You're in the house of God, right? Well, they'll be ready Monday. I mean, I'll have them ready by Monday. Yes. Four, four lessons. Yes. 